0: And we're live, 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 live from Amsterdam in Montreal. How do you say? How do you pronounce the the city you're in? I feel like I always hear it slightly different than what I say.
1: Yeah, like if you're saying it in English, you would say Montreal,
0: Montreal. If
1: you say it in French, you would say Montreal. Well, how would you say it? Montreal. The T is silent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. Both are both are. It depends if I'm speaking in English or if I'm speaking in French. I'm not one of these f- folks who like insert. French words while I'm speaking English, which I think contributes a lot to people thinking you're English speaking, like that English is your first language.
0: Yeah. So I try to adapt. Yeah. So how would you say, see, I can't even like prompt you to say this. Okay. I'm going to type in uh, a phrase. And I want you to read this. All right. All right. Can you read this for me?
1: Uh, I see. <laughs> Today I had a croissant for breakfast.
0: Aha, see? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, that, this is a tricky one. <laughs> but
1: that's the accepted way to say it in English.
0: If you're reading a French, in this case French, but whatever. If you're reading a French word in the middle of like English sentence, I have a hard time, even if I know how to pronounce it in the original like dialect <laughs> i have a hard time switching that like uh, same with the spanish and english like i can say like hey you want to hey, you want to go and uh, eat a burrito like i can't just i can't do the switch same with a croissant like i know how to pronounce it in french or I, th- I think i do but if i'm speaking english i have a hard time doing the today i had a croissant for breakfast but how would you say it i think i'll say today i had a croissant oh croissant interesting i know i'm so sorry <laughs> I
1: hear people say it this way so even in mm-hmm. english so that's interesting okay yeah i don't know i would say most things though you would pronounce the english way um Hmm. like for example like you would say deja vu (laughs) (laughs) right which is like not how you say it in french you know
0: because there's not even like english pronunciation deja vu yeah deja vu Languages, what a thing, what a concept. How are you doing? I am doing okay. Uh, I'm doing all right. Let's just say I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be vague on purpose and I apologize, but, uh, let's just say that on the next episode, which might take a while, (laughs) more on that later, but on the next episode, I'll let you know what was happening. But let's just say that I had a thing that was causing anxiety in my life.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Life (laughs) thing
0: that. Uh, now it's resolved. So I'm better. I feel lighter, if that makes sense. Right. I'm ready to tackle the new year and like fresh start or whatever. So yeah, again, sorry to be coy, but I can't really talk more about it. But this is to answer your question of how I'm doing. I'm doing all right. What
1: about you? Nice. That is very exciting. And this is some suspense even for me mm-hmm. <laughs> because I actually don't know the outcome of such a thing. Mm-hmm. So how am I doing? I'm all right. I've been like... Fighting a bit of a cold, uh, so hence why my nice radio voice, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sexy radio voice, Kevin.
1: Yeah, uh, but it's all good. It's my last week of work before the holidays. Nice, and so feels you know the the last moment of just like trying to wrap up everything uh, of the year and then just relax and uh, see friends and family and you know eat <laughs> tons of food and you know I'm, I'm excited to shift into holiday
0: mood um so yeah good i'm excited for you and yeah same i'll have a little bit of time off and i'm looking forward to it end of the year it's always weird it's like uh you're trying to wrap things up even if like nothing is really gonna be wrapped up you know the, the january comes and you're still like working <laughs> you still doing the same thing yeah but it feels like all right let's just get everything done rest and charge batteries for the new year okay uh this week finally i would like to talk about hand mirror we've been like not teasing but we've been saying we're going to talk about it because either the pricing strategy or just whatever and we have been giving some updates here and there but it's really exciting because this feels like it's part of my like press tour um, (laughs) because by the time we're recording this tomorrow i'm gonna release hand mirror It's technically like 2.0, but I'm not marketing it as like Henry 2. But anyway, it's a big release. Uh, But by the time you're listening to this, the audience, it's already out, right? We're going to post this a day after it's out. (laughs) So I can't really talk about like, how did the launch go? (laughs) Because I don't know yet. But uh, yeah, by the time uh, people are listening to this episode, it's already out. Hopefully it went well. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about... Just the update itself, but most importantly, I think, for me at least, it was like the whole experience of working on this. Because like I've said on the show before... I did take some time off work to really focus on this and, and ship it. So yeah, I think finally this is it. This is the show I talk about Hemeir and there's a lot of like little tidbits and yeah, I'm excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's happening. I'm so excited about this because I know how hard you've been working on this app mm. and it seems like just such a, a great update to an app that I use fairly frequently, mostly to record you know little work videos to be like, let me show you a thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah I'm really excited about this update. Nice.
0: Okay, so let me just start by just one sentence to explain to people what Mirror is because there might be some people who don't know. Mirror is an app that I wrote and I released back in 2020 for the Mac. And it's a very simple app that puts a little icon in your menu bar and you click on the icon and you see uh, like the view from your camera. And I wrote this because I wanted to check my camera before joining a video call or something and I was using Photo Booth and it was tripping like my photos spotlight Query and it was just a lot, and I just had the idea of something simpler. Did that, so I guess I can just I can talk about like the lead up to this update, and then the development phase of the update, and then the release strategy mm-hmm. planning. I've been preparing for the launch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm curious how the idea for hey, like let me do a big relaunch of this app, where that came from, because mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know, I was using the the first version, like. Did what it said it would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so curious, what motivated you to be like, hey, there's a bunch of ideas that I have for this, and like actually make 2.0 a big release.
0: So that is a good question. Uh, it's something that I have to sometimes remind myself of, like why. <laughs> there's a big discrepancy between the amount of work that this update took versus what like people will see, the value that they will see. Hmm. It's very yeah, it varies a lot. It feels like I've put a lot more work for not that many changes. <laughs> but like again, I've released this back in 2020, and since then it had like I lost count. And actually, I can't really track this number that well because initially the app wasn't released on the Mac App Store again because they didn't accept it. So I released it by myself on my on the website. Uh, and then only later I got in the app store. So like if I track download numbers, for example, it's hard because I missed that big launch. Mm. So whatever. But but roughly, I've had so far since then, since release, I've had around 150,000 downloads. Wow, Which is quite a lot for a little side project. Yeah. Definitely my most, well, actually, I think Break to Safe did top that because you can't compete with the app store, like the iPhone. But <laughs> but anyway, it's like it's like a little utility that gained traction. I got on the verge and stuff was wild. And it's still like around. Like people seem to like this because it's a very focused little utility. And it does what it says it does. And again, even adding stuff on top of it was like I don't want to change what the app is. But in the past two years there were a lot of little feature requests that I've I've got. And some things that like I wanted to do. But I could talk more about it, like, what it took to even start developing these features. But, like, uh, there were a lot lot of little things like, hey, I want to be able to resize my window. Can I do that? Or, like, can I have the window open like in a different position on the screen, like a lot of people say that, hey, my webcam is in the middle of my display. Can I have the window appear in the middle top and not in the corner where the icon is? I've had ideas to do like the little like notch trigger. So if you have a MacBook with a notch, you can just click on the notch, which is like where the camera is and it opens the pop-up behind it. That's kind of cute. And also it was always a little bit annoying to me that there's at least two popular, like effectively hand mirror, but you click on the notch apps in the app store hmm. paid up front. Like, I think it's like two ninety nine or something. And in a bunch of like little features that hand mirror was included in, they also included those. And I'm like, really? It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm, you know, not to like dunk on people who build these apps, but like, it was annoying to me that like, I couldn't just do that feature. Right. So there were a lot of little things.
1: Because they had copied the idea or, like, maybe not copied, but, like, at least gotten, you know, it was an idea that you had popularized.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I can't make that claim. But but it was annoying to me that, like, these other apps were there and I couldn't offer the same thing. Right. So I started developing on a lot of these features in the past year and a half or whatever. But I could never take them, like... 100% there. I could never finish those. I would always take them to like 80% and it just got really messy, mm. the code and like it was not really functioning well. So I could never really take it to a point where it was able to ship. And also, a very important thing is that the app is free, right? Yep. And I'm very protective about that. Like this is a free, simple utility app for the Mac. And I don't want to touch that. I don't want to change that. But at the same time, I'm notoriously bad for charging for my work, (laughs) as we've established. And this is such like a beloved app in the circle. Like user seems to like it and it's, you know, it felt like this is a good app to start to try to get some money out of people because it provides a lot of value right and that's I think it would be fair
1: yeah for sure and you've put in so much work into this like you at some point i think you need to make the, your time investment be be worthwhile here so yeah i think it makes a ton
0: of sense yeah it's like if i ever want to get to the dream of like being an independent app developer even like a Mac app developer. like If I want to get to that dream, eventually I, was need, I need to start making money out of my <laughs> apps <laughs> device. That's like a retirement uh, dream. I don't want to have to wait that long.
1: Yeah, and I think it adds an interesting layer to side projects. It's another thing for you to experiment with, to try different ideas, to learn from. And so I really like you know, the idea of you having that sort of extra thing that you can play with and learn from. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's just smart. And many people I know use this app for work purposes. like they use it for their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so having a paid option, I think is like another way for people who use this you know in the context of their profession to be able to chip in a little bit mm. a little something.
0: But because I didn't want to touch the this is a free utility Mac app that you can click on an icon to your camera. I didn't never wanted to charge for this or like start charging for something that was has been free. So it was tricky initially to like see what I could charge for, and like, well, th- there's this notch trigger camera app that people are charging two ninety nine. I could just charge for that, but ultimately I thought I have this like list in things of just like a bunch of ideas for a hand mirror that are just like extra bonus little things. Mm. But there's enough of them that I'm like I could just charge like a bundle and just include all of these features, the ones that I. I'm going to ship with, it and then things I'll add, I'll just keep adding stuff to the bundle. And I'll talk more about pricing and, and how that goes. But that was the motivation that's like what started it. And ultimately, I was just, it's been, like I just checked it in like this one PR for this one version. I started, the first commit was in January 5th. So it's like pretty much a year since I wow. started working on it a little bit. And this is mostly like just trying to figure out if I could uh, have a window instead of a popover. Since then, it's been 171 commits, And, uh, I've added 6,000 lines of code and I've deleted 900. So.
1: Well, that's a lot of lines of code added,
0: actually. (laughs) Yeah. So, so development for this started just so you can like understand why it took me so long or why this just escalated. Like the first version, only now I realized how it had the perfect scope in where it made me, it made it possible for me to actually ship it in especially in the time that i had because only now like as soon as i try to do a little bit more i realize that, oh my god i just like 10x the level of complexity and things that i actually need to do <laughs> so i eventually had to rewrite the whole app in order to like make this foundation to start building on top of it something that would scale right uh, so like the first thing was like all right i want to be able to resize the window it's silly that you can't Uh, I'm using it's an API, very old. Uh Next step days API is the NS popover. It's like it's that thing you see, like the little nubbin window. Mm -hmm. That is a very old and awkward API to work with. So you can detach it and then just have a floaty window. And I've had that feature. You can do that today or V1, but you cannot resize it. Uh, You can have like the traffic lights thing. Like actually, it has a close button. So tiny, and with no contrast whatsoever, so that I was adding like layers behind it to make the button like visible. Oh, wow. A <laughs> uh, It has a little thing of like you can set it to keep it on top of other windows or not, and I was using that, but that's very unreliable. It's very easy for you to break that, mm. or like it would just close itself. So it was not a good experience, and so I was like, the first thing I need to do is I need to. Instead of opening a popover, I need to open a window. So then you can resize, you can move around, you can do a bunch of stuff. So that that was like the main thing, the first thing I had to do. But in order to open a window instead of a popover, well, I want to show the same thing. This is the same UI, the same camera view. So I need to make that view portable. It was not. I could not just like use the view inside a window. So I had to rewrite that whole thing rewrote the whole window in SwiftUI. And that's another thing. Like, I try to make the most SwiftUI I could chip, even, like, window management in SwiftUI. That was a (laughs) no-no. I had to walk it back (laughs) real fast. Because last year, they added also ability to have a menu bar app in SwiftUI. I was like, this is perfect, very simple. And that's I I use that. But very limited. And you can't do, for example, right clicks being different than left clicks. And Mm -hmm. there's, like, very limited, so I... Could not use it.
1: So in typical SwiftUI fashion, if you want to do the simple thing, then it's incredibly easy. And if you want to do something a tiny little bit more advanced, it's downright impossible.
0: Exactly right. Also, like just opening windows, like you can just do a window thing with SwiftUI. But I really needed way more control over the Windows lifecycle, like when it appears, when it closes, when, you know, I need to like destroy a window and create a new one. If you change something on the camera, I need to do a lot of that stuff in uh, SwiftUI was not reliable uh, and it gave me the control I needed. So I also had to do all the window management is still AppKit. So yeah, so I had to rewrite that. And then that is a whole thing. Like that, that took me a while. Then I'm going to add a bunch of new preferences. Like that's the whole thing. The features I'm adding is like, preferences mm-hmm. and i had to rewrite the whole way like I, that i was storing and reading from preferences like from uh, user defaults and all because before like pretty much all that logic was in the actual settings window view so i had to just remove that and make its own like store thing i'm using like publishing observable objects in 50 UI. It, it works really well nice but i had to also refactor that whole thing that that alone was like a week and then as soon as you have a window Like, you just, things that you don't really consider, at least I didn't really consider before having to start doing the work. Like, if I have a popover, you just say, like, open this popover relative to this icon. And that's it. If you just want to open a window, all of a sudden it's like, well, where do you want to open the window? Right. Which display, by the way? Ah. What happens if they change displays? Give me the coordinates, Like that involves math, a lot of math. (laughs) Can you even find out where the icon is? Uh, It's no. (laughs) I mean, I can but not rely. That's the thing with like macOS. It's just coordinate system in displays. It's a pain. I know that I have still bugs with like window positioning and stuff. Like you can get yourself in a weird edge case. Also, the notch trigger that I finally built that. I need to figure out where the... the notch is uh, do you even have a notch of course right. there's no API to tell you but you have like safe area insets maybe and you can like walk backwards from that mm. um, the menu bar is taller in those so you can also like use that but like where is this display relative to others It's you don't have really a coordinate system
1: right how wide it is I guess must also be an
0: important thing you have the left side of the notch bar is like a rect that you can get and then the right side, so you can then, oh, again, math, there's a lot of math. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm doing for that is like, I detect if there's a notch. If there is a notch, I am creating a window behind the notch mm. that listens for clicks. And then I'm also creating another window that is like one pixel tall, like right behind the notch. And then I open the camera relative to that invisible window. And then I have to always be listening for, like, changes. Like, did you plug a external display or not? Did you close the lid on your laptop? Do you still have a notch? So I have to recheck for the notch? If there's no notch, I have to clean up. I have to delete all of these windows. And, like, you don't want these windows around. There's a lot of little things. Also, there's this one notification observer. You can listen for this one notification to see if there's any changes in displays. Anything. Hmm. And sometimes, like, there's really nothing obvious that would trigger this. Sometimes it just triggers, like, here's 10 of those notifications in a row, because why not? I guess something happened in your display. So I have to listen for those. I have to keep checking like, hey, the number of available displays, is it different than before? Hmm. Uh, If so, like, all right, check for the notch, do all that thing, like reposition windows or whatever. But this notification, the time you receive the notification. The time that the Mac tells you, hey, something happened in your displays, and the time that it actually has the displays and the coordinates set is different. It's not immediate. So this took me like two weeks to figure out how to fix this. Uh. And it was fixed by introducing a delay. Uh. So instead of being like, hey, something happened on the screens, do your math. I have to like, hey, something happened in your screens, please wait two seconds and then do the thing. So right now with this new version, you can break it by like, plugging in and out and like opening the window like before two seconds have passed before like connecting or disconnecting the display it's madness kevin this is madness but all this to say that like Mm. it's a lot of work all of a sudden (laughs) like it exponentially increased the complexity right than before and i'm still like working on this and finding bugs every day
1: and i feel like this is something where as designers like really helps us build empathy for our engineering <laughs> mm-hmm. counterparts. They're like, how come? Just showing a window, like, how hard can that be? It's like, uh actually, yeah. very
0: hard. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Also, I think I tweeted about this, but, like, I have this thing you can, the, the preference you can pick the screen, where in the screen you want the window to be. And I want to, like, move the window around as soon as you select a new uh, spot. There's no, like, move the window here, please, Mac. It's a whole, like... Not only you have to do the math to figure out where you want to show it, but they have to close it and redraw the window somewhere else. It's like just madness. Um, hmm. Also, one of the features that I have is uh, window masks. So, if you want to have like a circle instead of like having a full on window, you can. And also, you have like a rectangle and you can like change the corner radius, uh, stuff like that. But in order to do that, like if I want a circle, let's say, I can't just show you a regular window because then you would have the actual window can't be a circle. So it would have to show you a, a window, remove the close button and the minimize and all that because you don't want those buttons floating around. Right. Uh, you have to remove the drop shadow as well. You have to enable drags anywhere in the window because all of a sudden you don't know where the top edge of the window really is to move it around. There's a lot of little considerations. Mm-hmm. And then, for example, if you don't have a border and if you don't have a shadow, how do you resize it? If you can't find like the edges, the corners of a window to resize. How do you resize it? Right. (laughs) If
1: it's a circle. I see. Because in that case would the resize handle happen essentially like if you draw a square around your circle, it would be there?
0: Uh, Well... Yes, but like you could resize it, let's say, to make a very wide rectangle, but then if it's a circle and it's centered, all of a sudden now the corners of the window are so far apart from the actual window, the circle, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, you do have to draw a square, essentially, so that they're as close as possible. But
0: Yeah, I could, I guess, now that I say this, I actually think the best solution would be to, like I was going to say, on hover, show the borders, but the most common use case to have like a circle overlay is you want to have, let's say you're streaming or something. You want to show your thing on top of other windows. Let's say you're gaming or something. Then all of a sudden if you have a hover effect, like that's very annoying. And that beats the purpose of like having an always on thing. So for those window masks, I was forced to just like have once again, preset sizes that you can change. And so you can't really resize it. I haven't found like a nice way to do that. It's like, Just a lot. I know this is very nerdy. I think we already lost half of our audience. But <laughs> just to say, a lot of little things uh, <laughs> that had to consider. Uh, so to wrap this up, kind of. Ultimately, the features that I've uh, managed to ship with are, again, this whole like rewrite thing. But that's not really a f- feature. But I rewrote the app. I have the smart window is what I call it. Just a regular window that you can resize and properly like control and move around. Uh, I have the window masks. I have reliable always on, like always on top uh, windows because the popover was really not reliable. Mm. I have like zoom. You can zoom in the, the picture. Uh, you have the notch trigger and I have a bunch of alternate uh, app icons and UI icons as well that I had some fun with. And the pricing strategy is these are the features that I'm going to ship with and I'm calling the bundle uh, hand mirror. Uh, what did I ended up with? Plus, I think. Yeah, hand mirror plus is the thing. Although you can't change the name if you just click on the label.
1: I love that it changes everywhere when you do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's some funny suggestions from the internet, and what you can call it. So it's a one-time purchase. I'm gonna start with the 4.99 US dollars. There's a generous option because like some people just kept saying they're like it's way too cheap, and I was afraid that I would miss out on like more money if people want to give me more money I want to give them a, a way to do that in right. there might or might not be a little bonus extra something for people who do that the generous I'm not allowed to I'm not allowed to disclose what that is only <laughs> only generous people would will, will find out will know so it's a true test of character <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you the generous one um, no no definitely not <laughs> I don't have these features yeah but people listening are you the generous one <laughs> I'm counting on like just a handful of people to actually click that button but uh, we'll see prove me wrong
1: yeah I mean we will personally know if you didn't pick the generous option so shame on you for for not using it yeah
0: if we click on the other button I take a picture of your camera and send it to my email address <laughs> no just kidding don't start the rumors like um,
1: there's like a, you, you should set up like an automatic like printer where you just like print you, you get a, a stack of pictures <laughs> of non
0: generous people <laughs> Oh, man, that would be funny um, and creepy. I'm not going to do that. But, uh, yeah, so so anyway, all these features bundle one thing, one app, one in-app purchase, one time, single time. And I already tease in the app, like, more features that are going to be building and adding to the bundle. There's a way for you to, like, right now they're, like, kind of redacted, but if you just click on the label, you can reveal what it is. So, like, the next thing that, honestly, I hoped it would be part of V1 or V2, whatever, this release but I just couldn't make it in time. But I'm going gonna—I'm building a little mic check as well. So you can check the camera and microphone if it's uh, working or not. And I have a bunch more features that I plan to build and add to the bundle. And then the plan is also to, as I add more features to the bundle, therefore increasing the value of the bundle, I increase the price of the bundle. So there's like this extra little incentive for you to maybe purchase it now because this is the cheapest it will ever be. You'd only get more expensive right. as I add more features. And you're still going to get all those features.
1: That's very Disney plus of you. <laughs> I mean. I think it makes total sense. Okay. Like going to keep investing into this app. And so if you want it and like the features that you know it's, it's bringing you and, and want to support this app, buy it now. Don't wait. Like the folks who will be it now are going to be the folks that are going to be funding the development of future features. I like that, and so yeah. it's, I think it's only fair to incentivize the people that you know have supported the app for the longest. By essentially, what you're saying is you're giving people a for a discount for buying it early. Yeah, it's an investment. Right? Like instead of charging them for the new features, it's like, hey, you know what? You've been a loyal customer. You were a generous one and therefore I'm not going to charge you for any of the new features. But for anyone new who's just showing up like after that mic check feature is, is introduced, it's going to be more
0: expensive. And I plan to always tease the next thing, also to hold me accountable and like keep, you know... It, it's nice for just people to know what, they're, what they can expect. Yeah. I don't have dates. But things that I like about this pricing model is that it's A, not a subscription. I just wasn't... Nothing against subscription. I mean, I have a little... Some things like against subscription. Sometimes, some of them. Everyone hates but, subscriptions, let's face it. Okay. I like that it's not that. Because I, uh, I had a lot of discussions with friends, and they were all pushing for subscriptions because they're like, hey, this is an app that people use every day, or whatever. They, use, they keep using. It's not a, like a one-time use, right? It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's a continuous value provided to the user. Therefore, a subscription, continuous support also makes sense. But I don't know, I just, I didn't feel comfortable with that, Uh, whatever. So I didn't want to do that. And also, I like the fact that it's pretty simple. Like if I add more stuff, I charge more stuff for it. Right. It's simple. I don't feel bad for like increasing the price or something or, you know.
1: Yeah, and if someone's like, hey, you know, I feel like that's too expensive or whatever, they can still use a core part. A functionality of the app Absolutely. entirely for free.
0: This is all for like extra little things I add up to the app.
1: Yeah, I feel like you've cleared the bar of like you're providing a ton of value for free which many people probably myself included would say hey, like maybe you're providing too much like maybe you you are being too generous. So overall like it feels right that like you're being very generous for the free version and then you're giving people a lot for their upgrade and being very fair in making that a one one time purchase. So people don't have to worry about it on an ongoing basis, like, Oh, am I still using it a lot? Am yeah. I not? Like, you know, you just make a decision. Do I want it? Do I care about these features? Maybe even some of the upcoming features and just Pay for it, unlock it, and then you own know it.
0: I have a question. How do you feel about the four ninety nine? You feel like it's too much? No, not as not enough. Like, how do you feel about that? Just right? Yeah, my
1: gut check is that feels right. It's okay, especially f- for Mac software. To me, it falls under the category of like, eh, sure, you know, like if I right. wouldn't really think about it too much, and it be like, yeah, sure, okay. Versus, I think on iOS might be perceived slightly differently. Right. Not that I think it's wrong. Like I actually am quite supportive of apps charging higher prices. But yeah, this feels totally right, and if it feels coherent with the features that it's unlocking, and I'm glad that it's not like you know the race to the bottom of like 99 cents or, or whatever. Like I I do think it's it's worth more than that. So
0: yeah, feels feels right. Okay. Thanks for that. I I wasn't I wasn't very confident about it, but I hope it's all right. It doesn't feel like too much or too little. I also don't want to miss out on money. I don't want to (laughs) undercharge. Totally.
1: We are sponsored once again by our good friends at Hypermatic. They make premium Figma plugins that turn design teams into superhumans. And when they say that, they aren't lying. Their plugins are absolutely next level and they can really help you gain superpowers. And so, over the past couple episodes, we've told you about a number of their plugins. um, And I kind of wanted to use this opportunity to kind of run through a lot of them and just give you an overview of the breadth of the functionality that they give you as a designer. So, they have Emailify. So that's a plugin that allows you to design and export production-ready, responsive HTML emails directly from Figma. I don't know if you've ever tried building an HTML email, but it's absolutely no fun. And the fact that you can do this now, all from within Figma, is incredible. Next, they've got Pitch Deck. Pishdex magically turns your Figma designs into animated, presentable slide decks. And you can even export them to PowerPoint. I don't know if you're like me, but we're so used to designing things in Figma. And so actually having to use the subpar tools of, uh, of other apps to create slide decks, not super appealing. With this plugin, you can use the workflow that you're used to in Figma create beautiful slide designs and import them right into the app that you want to use for your slide deck this is a game changer next they have tiny image tiny image is all about allowing you to compress your image files directly from Figma which reduces your file size by up to 95% this is a massive win for website performance so this is super cool feature they've also got copy doc this one is all about helping you import export localize and update text in your Figma design so if you're working on an international product that's super useful and will save you a lot of time they've also got bannerify where you can animate and export production ready banners from Figma straight to HTML GIFs or even videos in seconds which is absolutely amazing Um, they've got Convertify um, so if you've ever worked with different uh, people maybe different clients which have different other tools whether that's Sketch Adobe XD or even After Effects which I think is super cool you could export your files directly from Figma into these other tools Again, making your life so much better as a designer. I've named a whole bunch of different plugins and they have even more on their website. I highly encourage you to go check them out. So where do you go? Where do you go to learn more? You go to hypermatic.com and on there you can see all of their plugins. They have great uh, marketing pages that tells you about all the features that they have and you can try all of them for free. So go there, check them out, try out the plugins, and you'll see how much of a game-changer they are. So check them out at hypermatic.com, and our thanks to them for sponsoring the show.
0: Yeah, so so that's what the app is. That's why it took me so long. I already have... Well, I guess I can talk about that now. The prepping for the launch. Like, I... First the release date. Like I was trying to aim for a date, uh I wanted to do before the holidays, right? Because uh, I don't want to miss out on like the holiday season or whatever. Uh also the App Store closes on like the 23rd or whatever. It isn't closed, but you know what I mean. It's like if you submit new apps it takes a while, a lot longer to get through app review and also I wanted to do it before then. Uh, I mean ideally I was it would be ready like a month ago but that didn't happen. So uh and then also a lot of people just leave Work like for vacation, Mm -hmm. like uh, next week on the 19th. So I felt like people are going to be on their max or like really caring or be aware of like new app releases Mm -hmm. then. So I probably (laughs) want to avoid that week and do it before then. And by the time I'm thinking about this, this was like last week, Thursday. I'm like, well, I guess I'll do it Thursday then, like a week from now, because this is the first time ever I'm doing this. But like, I wanted to do it right and do it like the thing of you submit to the store, you contact the press, you give press at least a week to test and write about because I've always been very impulsive, especially with side projects. So it's like I always ship it like one day too early, right? (laughs) Like it's always just um so this time it was very different
1: yeah because it often feels like it's taking forever to like get these things out because you know you're working at maybe a different pace than, than a work pace yeah and so when you feel like okay finally it's ready you're like i just cannot wait to get this out the door for real uh, but like you said sometimes it's like hey just, just wait a day like it'll be fine <laughs> it's already been a year
0: <laughs> and this time because i did take some time off work to work on it and like i had the time and so it felt like hey do it right like there's no excuses you have the time that there's no rush uh it's not just like you can wait longer it's also like give yourself time to test it right like test for look for bugs have other people use it give press time to write about it like work on your product hunt thing work on your like draft some tweets or whatever like just Prepare. I never prepped. I'm always just very impulsive and I improvise. But this time, no, I did the thing right. So I submitted it last week. It got approved the same day. So that was nice. nice. I'm still a bit nervous about in app purchases and all because I know that that goes through a separate app review, but I wasn't, I didn't really have that review. I hope it'll be all right, but I've, I've heard some stories of like people shipping something and the in app purchases weren't shipped with it. Oh, whatever. I'm still a bit nervous because I never shipped in app purchases. Well, actually, I have, but. Whatever. it's, I'm not very used to it. I've worked on App Store screenshots. I've worked on product hunt stuff. Like, the campaign is already posted. It's just scheduled nice. for Friday. I've had, like, just time. I've emailed people. <laughs> I'm just, like, looking. You know the John Travolta Pulp Fiction gif? That's me. Like, okay, <laughs> now what? Like, where is everyone? I started working on an update already. I already have an update with a bunch of bug fixes. Wow. Uh, that I plan to submit, like, the day I ship this 2.0 and I'm drafting like tweets, like for the first time ever I have drafting tweets, but I, <laughs> I just want to make a compilation of like the little details, like Easter eggs and stuff. Cause the app is, full of it like that's the motivation for me to like write ui especially in an app like this where like there's no ui like the ui is the preference windows or settings should i say and so like that's where all my ui thing but like i have a little button that says meet the developer and you can see a video of myself behind the app icon of like working and waving nice (laughs) um i have like little details like i change all the labels if you unlock generously Everywhere it says it's unlocked, I also add generously little extra things. I can't believe you spoil it. Oh, this is not it. You might get a little bonus something. Okay, oh, this is not a big thing. All right. This is not a big thing. There's like a, a lot of like little Easter eggs on the onboarding as well. It's like, that's like my, uh, I'm a subscriber with uh, like Easter egg driven development, right? That's like, that's my <laughs> <laughs> motivation to just keep going. So I'm drafting a thread of like these little details that I plan to post uh, when I ship. That's going to be the extent of my Twitter thing so yeah that's it that's amazing I'm all done I'm all ready I'm shipping this tomorrow and uh, yeah
1: I'm so excited to see the rollout of this excited to see the reception I hope it does really really well and I think for our listeners like we can be guaranteed that we're going to talk about this more we're going to follow up on all the details and, and see what you've learned from the experience so Thanks for sharing that with us. I find that super interesting. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun to follow along uh, with, with your process there.
0: Cool. can't wait. I'm a bit nervous, but uh, excited. We are sponsored
1: once again by Fable. Let me start by asking you a couple questions. Have you ever watched videos with no sound and captions on? Have you ever dictated a text while driving? Have you adjusted the font size on your phone or turned on dark mode? Have you ever used an electric toothbrush? Well, these are all products that were designed for people with disabilities first. When you design for the people at the margins, the people who have complex requirements, you design product in a way that makes it more adaptable, customizable, and personal. You make it usable. Fable is helping product teams build the most usable products. Through Fable, Product teams can research and test the websites and apps that they are building with real people with disabilities. They get to run online tests, on demand, and get the insights that help them build more usable products that everyone benefits from. Product and design teams have the power to make the world more inclusive, and Fable helps them make it happen. You can find out how accessible your website or your product is by visiting makeitfable.com layout. Our thanks to Fable for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. And once again, check them out at makeitfable.com slash layout.
0: Should we do recommendations in call it a show?
1: yeah let's do it alright you wanna go first yeah I can go first so I actually have two recommendations the first one is called The Rehearsal mm-hmm. so this is a show on HBO uh, I had no idea it existed like a week ago um, and uh, I learned about it through the um, you know the the Ringer podcast that where they talk about TV <laughs> I forget the name of this one Yeah, it's called The Watch um, which I can also put a link for in the show notes and this if I remember correctly this was uh, Sam Esmail's, uh, recommendation. And so the rehearsal is a wild concept for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And basically it's, uh, Nathan Fielder. Yep. Uh, that's from like Nathan for you. And I guess a couple other things, uh, again, didn't really know them much, but the concept of the show is everyone has in their life, big moments, that they need to prepare for that are super stress inducing so the concept is what if we could recreate an entire set with actors with like all the details to be exactly the same and let you practice this situation ahead of time so we can run you through all of the permutations of anything that could possibly happen so that you can be ready for that key moment. And it's just such a wild premise, I find. Uh, And kind of, I would say like the show kind of blurs the line between what is like acting and fake and what is actually real, like interacting with real people. The first episode i don't think that's like a big spoiler or anything but to convince one of the participants to participate nathan actually recreated this person's entire house <laughs> in a studio <laughs> uh, to be able to rehearse having the reveal conversation is just so wild as a show and it gets crazier and crazier from there i'm not recommending this as a like hey this is the best show or this is my favorite show or i love this show but <laughs> it was just so unlike anything i've ever watched before that i think it's worthwhile watching even though it'll make you uncomfortable in a lot of different places like i feel like i've been uncomfortable for most of this this show but also equally fascinated by the premise and how far (laughs) they're just going down this rabbit hole of this idea
0: yeah because the whole show gets off the rails, like by episode three. <laughs> like, it's like just, so it's just, the show at the end is a very different show than the first episode. It's like, it just goes, it goes places. Yeah, so it's a fun one.
1: Yeah, so I wanted to recommend that. My second one, I'll just uh, do it quickly. Yeah. I mean, people know, I've been absolutely obsessed with The White Lotus, especially this season. <laughs> it's just been so good. Mm-hmm. The finale was... Everything we could have hoped for and more. And uh, I've been actually listening to a lot of different podcasts about it throughout and discovered more and more. But I would say one great episode to listen is on the still watching podcast by vanity fair. There's a great interview with Mike White where they talk about the show in general. They talk about the finale. They talk about a lot of the details uh, and it's a really great listen. So if you've just finished watching the white Lotus and you feel like, Oh my goodness, I'm craving conversation about the white lotus. I'm craving more. I think that's a that's a great episode to to listen to. You can learn a bit more about the behind the scenes of making the show. So I really enjoyed that.
0: Oh, I'm going to add that to the queue. Cool. Yeah, I I enjoyed the finale. We maybe we can talk about it a little bonus episode at some point. My recommendation, actually now I wonder I wonder if I already recommended this before. If so, i would finally lose the game i would double dip on the recommendations uh i'm recommending and sharing one shortcut like ios shortcut which is just a simple way to convert a video file in size i use this a lot like for a long like sometimes i would try to like i would shoot a video with my phone and I shoot by default like 4K 30 frames per second HDR and I would try to upload that and we wouldn't do like all the processing. I mean, we do the processing after you upload it. So, but I didn't want to upload like a two gigabyte file, right? So I want just to convert it real quick to let's say 4K, but non HDR, like actually just 1080p because at a long we don't do more than that anyways. So I found this shortcut, which is like from the share sheet, you can again go in photos, select a video and then do share, and then you select the shortcut, and then it gives you a bunch of options, like different file formats and different sizes, like do you want 480p, 720 1080 4K, whatever, uh, and it will quickly convert the video and save it locally if you want, or share it. And I recommended this because one minute before we started this recording, I was tweeting out a thread. I, I got to review the Insta360 Link camera, and I was sharing a couple videos, and I was doing that for my Mac, and I shot the videos with my phone, and then just airdropped them to my Mac. And I was getting errors. I couldn't upload because the video file format was not supported. Mm. Uh, And that's because it's too high of a resolution in HDR. Twitter on the web doesn't really support that format. So uh, I used this shortcut again real quick on my phone. Like do share, convert, 1080, share again, and it was all good. So that's my recommendation. I'm going to put links in the show notes for the thing. You can install it directly on your phone. Nice. That seems very useful. Cool. Kevin. Kevin Clark. Before we go, we should we should say that we're going to take a little break because the holidays and because you have your trip and and we also need some time to rest really. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be away for a bit, right? Did I get it right?
1: Yeah, until probably sometime around mid February. Mm-hmm. So we're not going anywhere. I mean, we are. Well, I will be going lots of different places, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, different places. but we are going uh, places. But uh, the show will be back. We're just going on our annual extended holiday break, uh, recharging our batteries. And then we'll come back with all kinds of design conversations. And I'm actually really excited to be able to look back on your launch of hand mirror and see how everything went. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you and I will continue talking, but uh, we, we were probably not going to be releasing any episodes uh, until then. So I want to wish everyone who's, who's listening to the show, a happy holiday, happy, you know, end of year season. Enjoy, enjoy the break, relax, take care of your loved ones and, uh, have some great food. You know, that's, that's always what I associate with, yeah.
0: with uh, this holiday season. Food is life. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the, on the other side. Happy holidays, everyone. And I wish we have said that after the outro, because now there's an awkward transition, but in <laughs> the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at FM and maybe on Mastodon, maybe we'll create an account there but so far in the meantime you can follow me on mastodon at rafa at mastodon.design kevin is at kevin at mastodon design but you can also do it on twitter still i'm at rafahari. kevin is at vernal kick and i want to thank our both our sponsors this week once again fable and hypermatic for coming back and supporting our show go check them out we're going to put links in the show notes check them out they're they're good good sponsors and uh, yeah, like like Kevin said, we'll we we'll all wish you happy holidays and we'll talk to you uh, around February I think. Uh, goodbye everyone. Bye.